Everybody Relax. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to Everybody Relax Podcast, facilitated by your boy, licensed clinical social worker, Trey. I am so glad to have you guys back with us. Hope everything has been going well. Hope that you have been surviving this COVID situation, this all the racial social justice issues going on right now. Man, I hope that you are well and you are doing your best and living your best life, man. Shout out to you. And we're glad that you're back. Um, again, thank you for all the support. We're almost at 100 spins for the first week, and I haven't recorded in the last five to six months. So that's a blessing to see. Thank you to everybody who shared. Thank you to everybody who was a part of this this actual podcast and just making this thing great, man. Again, our goal this time around is to push this thing to a higher level than what we have been before. And it's showing that their audience and people, you guys are listening, you want to listen, and um, we're, we're just going to keep providing that context. So thank you again for um, liking, sharing, commenting, giving feedback, listening to the podcast, man. We're going to continue this thing on. And hopefully we'll we'll keep getting higher and higher spins and reaching um, more and more people. So again, we want to say thank you. Make sure that you subscribe on Apple Podcasts to um, catch the drops as soon as they come in. And then we'll um, also on Anchor FM as well, Spotify. Um, but I've been pushing Apple Podcasts because that's the most you know that's everybody. That's pretty much everybody listens to Apple Podcasts from what I've been seeing um, in my data. So. Thank you again, man. Um, thank you. <laughs> so, without further ado, man, let's get this episode started. Um, this this topic of discussion today is is something that's really near to my heart. Um, it's something that I've struggled with, and I felt as though men needed to talk about it. So yeah, it was something that's close to my my heart, and you know, it's something that I struggle with and I would think, and as I, you know, watch the men around me, the guys that I talk to and the guys I see on social media, guys I interact with on a day-to-day basis. And I, I just, you know, I see how much we, we struggle with things, but don't talk about it. And we'll give out, you know, bits and pieces here and there to our friends or family and don't talk about it in, in any more in depth and or we give out bits and pieces on social media and you know let people wonder but don't really go into the depths of it and so this this podcast is probably going to be a two-parter um, i'm not sure if i'm gonna do a full one episode or i'm gonna do a second episode i'll probably just do a full um episode or maybe uh, we'll see we'll see how it goes either way I wanted to talk to talk about transitions um, as men, as African-American men in our life. And so, you know, quick backstory, you know, I'm a single, single, um, not a single father, but I'm a, um, I'm a only child. So I grew up as an only child. I've had, you know, cousins, multiple friends, X, Y, and Z. And, um, you know, during that time period, you know, I've, grown to just be a only child and function as an only child right and you know with that comes different things you know a lot of people envy only childs uh, only children because you know we get to do things on our own we don't have the, the baggage of like 
the siblings with us and X, Y, and Z, the sibling rivalry that people talk about. And so some people, you know, they, they talk about us in that aspect or they say, you know, the only child is spoiled and stuff like that, which we are and which rightfully so we should be. <laughs> so, you know, I grew up as an only child, man. And, um, you know, for a while, um, as I grew into like different relationships and, you know, with, with whatever, uh, whether it be friends or just, you know, women, I, you know, I've had this only child mentality. And so, um, for a long time, it was hard for me to see myself as a, as a married man. And, you know, I didn't see myself as a father either to, you know, have kids. Not to say I didn't like working with kids. I love working with kids, but, um, I just never seen myself as a father myself. And so, um, you know, as I, you know, met my wife and, you know, we've had these conversations and then I started to see myself as a husband and then I started to see myself as a father going down the road. Um, so be it that thing that, that it happened that way. We got married. Um, we have my daughter short after shortly after. And, you know, I go from being a, a single man to a fiance well, from a single man to having a girlfriend to having a fiance um, to being a husband and then to being a father all in probably this grand scheme of um, maybe three to five years. And, you know, people will say, well, your timetable was so, was so you know, uh, so fast. And, you know, I, 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 when I when people say that, I'm like, well, you know, when you know, you know. And why are we wasting time if you actually know that you want to be with this person for the rest of your life? If you don't ask those questions um, at certain points of your life um, when working with your spouse or whatever, and you say, can I see, you know, I always ask this question, can I see myself without having this person in my life going forward? And if the answer is yes, then you might have to reevaluate. To my opinion, you might have to reevaluate the relationship. But if you ask yourself, can I see myself, can I not see myself with this person for the rest of my life? Then, you know, to me, that's how, you know, um, and so, you know, it, it's and that's maybe a very, very general kind of litmusy test to, to do. But it was one that helped me out. Um, and so at the time, you know, that's how things moved along. And I'm not I, I don't regret um, how those timelines moved along. And so but needless to say, even with the timelines, there was a, a, a stark transition because you got to think. I've been single for, you know, not single, but, you know, I've been on my own for 20 some odd years. And now I have to transition to a phase of my life where I am responsible technically for another person. That's my wife. Now I'm responsible for another human being. That's my daughter. And so what I found in these situations, man, was a, a lot of struggle, <laughs> a lot of struggle to to find myself, to find balance. Um, to understand and get comfortable with this new transition in my life. And with that, I had to do a lot of, of course, praying and, you know, self-evaluation, but also a lot of introspection to say, you know, who am I, you know, wh what am I becoming? How can I blend who I am personally with these new roles and these new roles, these new hats that I have? in my life and that's difficult and that's a struggle and so when you talk to the older guys and when you talk to your you know your father your grandfather whatever it is you know 
the answer really is that, you know, hey, man, you just got to do what you got to do. Make sure you take care of home, take care of your family, and keep pushing. And, and that's it, right? And it doesn't go beyond that. And it's like, and then well, you start asking specific questions, like how do I, you know, make sure my, 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 my marriage is, is good? You know, and, you know, we have these generic responses like, you know, make sure, you know, happy wife, happy life and make sure the wife is taken care of before you do anything else. And, oh, you got a daughter now. You got to make sure that you, you know, taking care of her first before you do your, you know, what I'm saying it's, it's, it's always put them first. And, and I agree to that. But my thing is, is that I can put them first. But if I don't put myself first, I'm no good to them. And. I think with these narratives, with, with, with black men and the, the weight that we have on our shoulders every single day, the political, the social climate that we're in every single day where, you know, we don't know if we're coming back home. Our families don't know if we're going to make it back home. And then when we are faced with these transitions in our life, it's a it's a scary time frame. It's a it's a time it's a time place where we're 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 struggling to figure out where we want to go in life. We are struggling with the the old self that's no no longer there and this new identity, these new roles that we have that we don't know how we have no idea how to manage and 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 utilize them. Nobody gave me a manual on how to be a dad. You know what I'm saying? I, I had a great example of my father and, you know, my grandfather and stuff like that. But it's different when you're in the real time and being a father and being a dad to this little human being that looks like you. And and, and times have changed. Things don't work the same. Um, I even had an instance like with my dad, you know, one one time a couple of weeks ago where. You know, all parents now, if you give like the Capri Suns or the little, you know, those little packets of juice, you know what I'm saying? You're most supposed to check the, the bottom because, you know, at one point in time, there was um mold in the bottom of these actual Capri Suns or these little Kool-Aid jammer packets. And, and that was causing kids to be really sick. So literature, you know, came out on that. And, you know, it's a, it's a common theme. Boom. Check the underside of that juice. Boom. Taste test the juice, the box juice that you have before you give it to your daughter. That's just like little small things that we do now as parents that our parents didn't necessarily do or maybe forgot about and didn't do. And so I had an interaction with my dad with that one time. And he was like, he just he opened the juice pouch up and then he gave it to my daughter. I was like, bro, did you check it? And he was like, what you mean? I check it. It's good. I was like, no, did you check it? And him and his, him and his lady friend, he was she was like, what do you mean? Check. It? I was like, no, you got to check underneath the um the pouch to make sure. That it's not any mold in it or anything like that because, you know, some issues came out with these juice. And it was like, oh, my God, I never knew that. I didn't even see that. And I was like, yeah, that's just new stuff, you know, that you have to take care of. So small things like that, man, that change with generation to generation or, you know, just, you know, how we how we how we discipline, you know, how we, you know, monitor screen time, how we, you know, interact with our children as far as emotional intelligence and what we say to them, what we do to uplift them and what do we feed them? Right. You know, like there's this, this thought of like, just give the baby some, some rice and, and some gravy or whatever and, and make them eat something. But you know, that's, that's leading to overeating obesity, you know, all these different health issues that we have as black people. We are starting our kids that they're super young. 
So like you you're in the con you're in the battle of 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 learning from the older generations, but still modernizing your parenting. And 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 that's no there's no manual for that. There's no manual for that. Um and so and then, you know, as being a husband, right, there's no really manual for that because like I tell guys too, you know, everybody and this is one thing I don't really like is like when you guys when we talk about dating girlfriend and boyfriend and we like to throw out the terms that's my wifey that's my husband you know saying my hubby or whatever x y and z I've done it before too there is a distinct difference between girlfriend boyfriend you know uh dating going out on dates fiancés and then husband and wives. Now that if you're not with the whole, you know, moder- if you're not with the whole marriage thing and how it goes about, that's cool. I understand that makes sense to me. But I'm talking about the folks who really value those type of things, right? So it's a difference, man. It's it's a difference because with go- gr- girlfriend and boyfriend, you know, there's nothing saying that we can't just split off and go about our way besides emotions and feelings. You know, and hurt and pain, and we get through that, hopefully. You know, fiance, there's nothing binding saying that we're going to, <laughs> you know, we're married and 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 we're and we're doing this, that, and the third. We're still more, we're more of an elevated dating, elevated, you know, relationship. Push come to shove, stuff goes sour. Give the ring back, some heartache right there, but you keep on moving on. And so, and and relationship dynamics change from. Being single to dating to girlfriend or boyfriend to fiance to marriage and even in marriage, first year marriage doesn't look like second year marriage doesn't look like third year marriage doesn't look like fourth year. It's ever evolving. And I think that's what we miss when we talk about these type of terminologies and and relationship dynamics and transitions. We don't acknowledge that each. I guess, what do you want to call it? Um label and i don't like using label but like the labeling that we have on these these relationship encounters they are different because they are in different stages of the relationship and they should not be equal or compared to one another because they are different in that is a major transition there's stress involved you have to give yourself to your to your spouse your spouse has to give her, you know, themselves back to you. This reciprocal relationship that now is just not one person, but you are two people as one. That's tough, man. That's tough because in that two people as one, you are learning as you go and you are learning your spouse um, and what their what their things they don't like, what they do like, what they really don't mess with, or what they can do without, what's their favorite food, what's their favorite drink, what's this. You are learning all these different things. And then, you know, in that, you're changing. You're changing um, maybe from an individual standpoint. You're growing. You're, you're getting older. You have a career goals, aspirations. You have, you know, I want to buy a house. I want to get this. I want to do that. You know, these things are changing along with fatherhood, you know what I'm saying? Or, or just being a parent too. And what I, what I, what I've seen, and I, I know I felt this way and I know I've seen, I talked about with other guys, I felt this way is that 
there's not enough dialogue around these transitions in our life. And it leads to us being sad. It leads to us being, you know, depressed or upset or not really being able to find our way. We don't know where to go. We don't know how to cope. We don't know how to manage. All we're set, told is take care of your family. Man up and take care of your family. But no, there's some real, real hurt and grief there. And I say grief, grief, loss of oneself, loss of who I was as a person before I met this, you know, other person. Right. And so I had to. You know, I had to really, really, really dig deep and and find myself and understand that I could still remain myself. But be these other people, too, in the midst of that. Because the thought pattern is that, you know, when you get married or you have a kid, your whole life changes. And that is true. Your life changes. But you can still manage to be yourself within those confines. You can still manage to do the things that you used to do. You just got to make sure that you take care of home first. And you have to be more mindful of the decisions you make versus when you were single and doing whatever or versus when you didn't have a child with your spouse, you know. But we don't talk about the depths of that. We just say, take care of your, you know, your family first, take care of house and home and then go do what you need to do. And that's it. Like, I don't need, I don't want no excuses. I don't want to hear about you stressed out. I don't want to hear about you depressed or stressed or, or whatever. Take care of them. And how can I take care of them if I am not allowed to be myself or I feel like I'm not allowed to be myself or I don't know this new person i'm not comfortable with this new person or these new roles i'm still trying to figure out where my old self went and you know for me it took me a couple years to to try to i say get back to my my happy self probably last year and i talked about i said i wasn't you know i talked about a couple podcasts ago i wasn't happy you know and i felt as though i needed I needed to find myself and get back to the things that I liked. You know, I, I felt as though I sacrificed so much, but in that sacrifice, I lost myself. And with a lost self, with a sacrificed self that doesn't feel like he's himself no more, I'm not the person that, you know, my wife has first met. I'm not the person that my 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 daughter can 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 lean on, you know, and 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 look up to. You feel what I'm saying? So I had to really do some deep, you know, deep, deep diving with that. But I also had to acknowledge, too, that I wasn't happy with myself. And what I the reason I wasn't happy with myself is because this these transitions in my life that has happened. I had not been able to just stand still for a minute. And, and, and process the new transitions in my life because it was boom, 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 just like that. I mean, I'm talking about we got married, then we had a child, you know, and then we moved out. And then, you know, I got a new, you know, I, I graduated, she graduated. Um, you know, I got a new job, new career, um, you know, and, and, and then, you know, we were moving, process of moving, you know, I lost grandmothers. Like it, it's, it's all these different things. I didn't get a chance to slow down and just process and what I'm saying to 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 guys out here today is that if you're struggling with the transitions to these new roles in your life, if you can't 
get the right answers. If 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 it's not enough for somebody to tell you, oh man, you just gotta do what you gotta do. Oh, that's what we all do. Oh, we just suck it up, push it up. That's not enough. I hear you. I hear you and, and, and acknowledge everything you're feeling and going through. And what I want to tell you is that it's okay to feel the way you feel. It's all right. It's all right. Same goes for my, um for, for women as well, black women as well. It's okay to feel these 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 stressors due to these new transitions in your life. You're just not automatically supposed to be able to just catch hold of this new person in your life and be okay with it. Take some time to get your feet wet. It's just like when you jump in a pool or you try to get into a pool and it's cold. You try to you take your one leg, you put your other leg in there, then you put your half your body in there, then you put the rest of your body in there, then you put your arm in there. You got to slow walk this thing. You got you got to progress through it. And then once you get your whole body in there and you get your body temperature cools down and you get acclimated to the water, now you can be in the water and in the pool. But everybody knows what it's like to get into that pool for the first time. You know what I'm saying? And so that's what I'm saying about these new roles. This going into fiance or going into marriage, being a husband, being a wife, being a new parent. These are new transitions and roles in our life. And we have to get used to it. And it's going to take some time to get settled with it because you've been the other person for so long. 20 some 20 some odd years now you gotta reacclimate readjust and 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 maneuver to this new person and so you know with that you know with that being said there's some self inventory that you have to do with yourself in order to get comfortable you feel what i'm saying okay boom i'm a new dad all right well, you know, I used to like to hoop and work on cars. All right. I used to like sneakers. Well, I can't I can't do those things right now uh, with a newborn. Um, but what can I do to help tra- help ease the transition? OK, well, if I got to feed my newborn and <laughs> in, in, in the middle of the night or late at night and I'm giving her the two hour feeding, I can sit here. And watch the basketball game or, you know, look at something about cars or look up sneakers or whatever while feeding the newborn. You know what I'm saying? Or, you know, my favorite thing was that, you know, when my daughter was first born, like I still was watching basketball games and I have her sitting right beside me and giving my, my wife a little bit of break. And I have her sitting right beside me. And we're just watching basketball. You know what I'm saying? That was me still transitioning to fatherhood, but still holding on, was still the, the the older part of myself still holding on to that person and transitioning into the new role as well. You know what I'm saying? Now, of course, with newborns, you know, you know, things get a little bit easier over time as they become toddlers and they can move and do some things for themselves, you know, and then children as well as and kids and stuff. But, you know, you ease into those things. So, like, as she got older, I was able to go out a little bit more, able to work on the car and stuff like that, able to okay, she's taken care of clothes-wise, formula-wise, whatever-wise. I can go buy these sneakers. Um, I can afford to buy these sneakers now because this is taken care of. You, But I had to do it. I had to have a temporary sacrifice. So one thing about it, this new, these new roles, these new transitions, there's going to be a temporary sacrifice. There's going to be a temporary sacrifice. 
from your old self to your new self. That does not mean, though, you can't have elements of your old self into your new roles and agenda, your new role per se. You, it, it doesn't mean that. It just means you have a temporary sacrifice. You feel what I'm saying? And then once things get together, one thing start to balance back out. Once you get connected, once you get comfortable with the water, once you get comfortable with the pool water, then things start to balance out a little bit and you start to fully transition. And so then you start to still find yourself, be yourself while being a new husband, being a new father, things of that nature. But it's a temporary sacrifice. And you have to know that the temporary sacrifice is not long term. You feel what I'm saying? Um, and so you have to work with that. Secondly, like I was saying earlier, take some time to ease into the transition. I think sometimes we we have these new roles and we want to um throw ourselves into these actual new roles. And I, 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 I don't have a problem with that per se, but what I'm seeing and what I experienced is that there were still some elements of myself before these new roles that I still wasn't confident or okay with. So I think if you're if you're confident and okay with everything within yourself it's not that bad not too not too much of an issue to throw your fully your full self into these roles. And when I talk about throw your full self into these roles, I'm talking about you just give up everything, you know what I'm saying, and go into these roles. You 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 give up yourself and go into these roles. But a lot of times people are not in that place to just fully immerse themselves in these new roles, these this 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 fatherhood, this 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 marriage. They're not they're not done. They're not fully okay with themselves just yet. And so two is take inventory of where you're at from a you know from a self standpoint. How do you feel about yourself as a human being, as a man? You know, do you feel adequate? Do you feel confident within who you are? And, and and then if not, you know, how is that how does that affect you going forward? How do you work on that in this new role? Because this is a new role and this new role is there already. You know what I'm saying? Unless you've taken the time to process that new that 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 those things before marriage. Unless you're taking the time to process those things before fatherhood. But you're never you never be fully prepared for fatherhood as much as we like to think so. You never be fully prepared. Never be fully prepared for marriage. But if you take inventory before going into those things and understand that some there's some weaknesses, there's some strengths, there's things I need to work on, things and things I probably need to cut back on, um, that I'm overindulging in, I need to cut back a little bit on that, then you can fit then you can easily transition. But if you just jump in there head first and not checking the other things prior, you're gonna bring in some baggage. That's going to be struggle a struggle to get through. It just is. So that's two. Um, the third thing is, man, you know, with any type of adjustment and um, shift in scheduling, 
you know, be patient. Be patient with that process. Um, no one is going to take some time. You've been doing life a certain way for 20 some odd years, 30 some odd years. And now it's changed and now it's new. Now you have responsible for some other people. Now you're responsible for your spouse. Now you're responsible for, you know, saying your child, but you've been doing life on your own, <laughs> you know, essentially the way you've been doing it, you know, for the longest time, it's, it's, it's tough, man. It's tough to transition like that. You know, granted, you know, you was, you know, it's, you know, for example, you know, when I was working and I was just graduated high school, you know, just graduated, um, grad, you know, college, my undergrad degree, I was just working. So, you know, I stayed in my mom's house and I was just working. You know, I worked and I, I went, I went to work and I came home. I grabbed food and, you know, for myself, came home, got up, did it again. When I, when I cop shoes, I cop shoes for myself. When I, I didn't have to worry about money for anybody else. It was like, you know, I, the bills paid, cool, whatever. I'm going to pay and get it. Mom, you straight. Okay, cool. I'll get whatever. That's, you know, that was the, the length of my worry. But my mom is my mom. Like, you know, saying she could take care of herself. She, she go out and get it. But, you know, if, if any, some, she needed something extra, I was there with that. Right. But the, I say that to say, I ain't had nobody else to worry about. So I, you know, I did whatever I wanted. If I wanted to go to Atlanta with the homeboys on the weekend, guess what? Boom, we gone, <laughs> you know, you know, out, out the way. If I wanted to get away from the, from the area and go to a hotel by myself and just chill and relax, boom, I'm going, checking with my mom, boom, I'm out. You know what I'm saying? Tell her I was going like, you know what I'm saying? But even then, I didn't have to tell my mom where I was going. I'd be out. I was grown. That looks different when you got a spouse and a daughter. <laughs> so when you go to buy food, it's not just you going to buy food anymore. What y'all want to eat? <laughs> the, 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 the 15 to 20, the, the 15 to $20 meal turns into a, a $40 meal real quick. Oh, you about to buy these sneakers? Like, okay, well, do I need to buy these sneakers? Can I buy these sneakers? Is everybody in the house taken care of? Or do I buy these sneakers in multiples? You know what I'm saying? Like, oh, I can, like, I, the other biggest example is I bought a, um, I bought a Crenshaw shirt from, from Nipsey's line. I bought that Crenshaw shirt, but that, you best believe I couldn't buy that Crenshaw shirt and not buy my wife one. I bought an OVO shirt from Drake's line. Best believe I couldn't buy, you know, buy my, my wife one. So it, it becomes from ones to twos now, right? And then, you know, threes here and there because when I go get a, go something to eat, you know, I get my daughter something and, whatever, you know, shoes-wise, you know, I get her something too, you know. And and and, and I'm not introducing my daughter right now to, to any type of Jordans or whatever. She can wear her Peppa Pig shoes and JoJo Siwa shoes and whatever, you know, rainbow with uh, uh, unicorn shoes. She can wear that first. And that's all she wants. She has not asked for Jordans right now, so I'm good. Um, you know, but there's going to come a time where if she gets into that stuff, you buying three pairs of shoes. She gets into the jersey game or stuff like that, buying three pairs of shoes, you know. And, and if she gets into the cars, like buying the same type of cars, you know what I'm saying? And so that's the thing about it, man. You got to be patient because – you've been doing things by yourself for 20 some 30 some odd years and, and and now that looks different it looks it's a lot more uh 
it's a lot more rational decision making than irrational decision making. I can honestly say I've made some irrational uh, financial decisions, some impulsive financial decisions um, in my single time. Best believe now, whatever impulsive or irrational financial uh, decision I make now doesn't just affect me, but it affects my household. Um, whatever type of rational, impulsive behavior I do out in the public not only affects me, but affects my, my family, my wife and my daughter, you know? And so that takes time and patience to deal with that transition, to manage that new transition, to manage those new roles in your life because you've been doing things this your same way, your way for 20 some odd years. And just to do that, the next, to just to, to sit here and just to think that in the next year or two, when these things happen, right, these new transitions happen, that you're going to have it all figured out is just doesn't make sense. And it doesn't make sense that you're going to have it all figured out in the second, third, fourth, or fifth year. Because, again, for 20-some-odd years, you've been doing things your way by yourself and responsible for only yourself, technically, for so long. And so it's going to be a difficult transition, man. And so... I just wanted to tell you guys about that, man. I hope that that's helpful. If you have any questions or thoughts about, you know, marriage, fatherhood, man, I'm here. I'm not an expert, but, you know, I'm here as a lending ear and can give some type of advice. I can speak to some type of things. You know, I'll do my best if I can to help, you know, help you guys out, man, because I know how hard it is, man. I know how hard it is to transition um, in these um, adulthood years, man, and, and just be okay with that and, and understand it's just deeper than taking care of home <laughs> and, and, and going on about your day. It's just deeper than that, man. It's deeper than just happy wife, happy life. No, it's just no how, you know, how I'm responsible for my wife, but I'm also responsible for myself first. So how do I be a better man when I'm so used to doing all of these things over here? You know, this is new territory for me. So, that's it for this episode, man. I hope this got this episode is helpful for you guys. Uh, feel free to hit me up. Like I said, DM me. Um, again, you can find us on Spotify, uh, Apple Podcasts, and Anchor. Please like, share, and subscribe. Comment. Let, let us know what you think about this episode. Let us know things we can improve on. Let us know if you got any questions, any topics you want us to discuss. Please feel free to hit me, man. We're trying to take this thing higher, 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 and higher. Um, but we appreciate you. We support you. And we're there with you, man. And so, um, yeah, yeah, yeah. Take care. Take care for sure. And so the phrase of the day of this episode, man, is be mindful. Be mindful, man. Be mindful. I'll talk to y'all again next time, man. Take it easy. See y'all later. So with that being said, man, we, you know, I wanted to add on to this track, 
you know, add on to this this last episode, man, about transitions in life because I think, you know, without talking about this other topic, uh, it 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 also kind of leads you to just be kind of out there and lost and confused and trying to figure out what you want, what you want for yourself as a man in life. It, it goes back to the conversation too about I think with us black men too, man, we don't have specific direction and guidance at times. You know, we have overall general consensus about what we want to do and where we want to go, but it's not specific. And, you know, a lot of people, you know, people ask me, they like to see that they, they see the, the end result of the things that I've accomplished. And, you know, it it's like, yo, I, I got there by a certain route. You know what I'm saying? I did this. You didn't see the behind the scenes where I was, you know, half sleep at night falling asleep on the phone with my wife, you know what I'm saying, when we're talking, or the times where I was, you know, in school and doing, like, 19 credits uh, nineteen credits and working 30, 35, uh, 40 hours a week, commuting as well, um, you know, or the times in grad school where, you know, so I had to stop working, um, sacrifice in order to finish my internship hours, 20 hours a week, and 15 credit hours to finish my grad school degree, you know. So, you know, people don't – people people like to see – don't necessarily see the, the the path you get to where you're at. They always see the finished result. And so what I tell my guys um, and tell people all the time is like, yo, look, I had goals and, you know, I've written out goals all my life, probably since my 20s. Um, and I've hit and achieved every single goal that I've written out and planned out. But the biggest thing I did for that is, um, you know, of course, in, as Christians, we write the vision. We make it plain. But we, we make it plain for ourselves. God gives us the vision. He gives us the vision. It's up to us to have the faith to walk it out, means work it, work it out so he can put his supernatural on it and bless it. Right. And so, you know, I, I run a men's I run a, a men's group right now. Um, monthly for African-American men. And the last topic we talked about was, you know, it was called that ain't it. And we talked about setting goals for our life. And what I told to my guys is that, you know, piggybacking on what I said earlier, that everything I've written out, I've achieved. Um, even with my brand and my business, I've written that all out last year or sometime earlier this year, and I'm right in the place that I'm supposed to be at. And so with that being said, um, I was specific and detailed. I wrote things out to a T I wrote out I even told him about the times where when I when was with my wife I wrote out what I wanted in my life and then it happened and it came true there's some other things <laughs> you know what I'm saying but you know it it came it came to fruition um before we bought our house I had drew out our house twice and here we are you know and and so with my career path and my, my career goals and my financial goals and my debt goals, like I, everything you could think about in life, I've written it out and I, I, I written it out specifically and you, you have to get specific and see if you get specific, then you, you start really honing in and working on something and you keep a narrow minded focus. But when it's too broad or too general, you know, it looks like, it's, it's, it's easily to get, it's easy to get off track. It's easy to get distracted because it's so broad. You know, you can kind of just whatever you do can kind of make up whatever you're looking to seek. So it's like, oh, I want a house. 
Okay. You want a house? What type of house? Oh, I don't know. These are things you got to got a question. What? How much mortgage do you want to pay? Oh, I just want a house. I just want to be able to afford a house. I, <laughs> I cannot. I hear you guys, right? I hear you. But it really, really burns me up at times when I talk to guys or talk to youngins. And when I say, oh, what you want to do with your life? And they say, oh, yeah, I want to rap, play ball or, you know, do this, that, and the third. And I'm say, well, how you going to get it or how you going, you know, what's your pay range? What you want to be paid? You know, I just, you know, just want to be able to live good and comfortable and, you know, just be able to afford X, Y, and Z. And I'm like, all right, that's cool. That's that's cool, right? But there's more. What's your dollar amount? You know what I'm saying? What is what 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 are you striving to get to? There's a there's a number attached to it. There's a number attached to it. What are you trying to get to? And it's I just when when I hear stuff like that, I'd be like, okay, you you you're either one not serious about your goals just yet. Or you're still in the kind of contemplative state of just trying to figure out what I want to do, where I want to go, how I want to get there, what's going to happen. And um, or you just you're not really fully committed to your goals just yet. You know what I'm saying? And so once you fully commit and fully lock in, that's that's when you'll get specific and you'll start to really, really, really hone in on what you really want. And I feel for us, 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 us black, our black boys, our black men, we don't give them specific guidance and direction. We don't let them make specific goals for themselves or we just tell them, like, you know, play sports or, you know, go get a degree. And figure it out from there. And somebody said something amazing too one time. He was like, you know, the biggest lie you could tell somebody is go to school and just, you know, go get a degree and then like just figure it out in college. And I was like, man, that's so profound because why, you know, why should I just go to school and just figure it out? I'm wasting, I'm wasting time, wasting energy. Um, I'm wasting student loans because the time that I'm figuring out, trying to figure out what I want to do with my life, I don't probably waste twenty, thirty thousand dollars. And we know how student loans can get. I'm dealing with it right now. Um, so it made so much sense. I mean, it, I see both sides of the coin. Like, yeah, you have college. You can go to college and you can figure things out if you don't have it all figured out just yet. Right. But man, how how much further ahead will we be if we would tell our youth at an early age to write out their goals, make them specific and, and, and work towards them? Even if you don't go after that goal, even if you decide to go left or go right. You had a specific path that you went on that you were looking to get. It didn't work out well. So let me go here to the next one. But what that does is that is it, what that does is that it gives you a roadmap to do with the next thing you want to figure out. With the next goal that you want to achieve. This is how I got it. This is how I this is what I want. This is how I got it. This is how I manage it. This is how I maintain it. I didn't like it. Let me try something else. And do the same step by steps to get to that point. Instead of telling our youth, wait till college or ask them 10th, 11th grade, what do you want to do with your life? You know, and, and, and feeding into that. Or if they say they want to be a doctor when they're six or seven, we know these things changes. 
we know all of this changed over time and over, you know, as we get older. We know that, right? But there's a lot of cases. There's a lot of cases where I've come into contact with folks that said that they want to be a doctor when they was a kid. And, 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 and gosh darn it, they're, you know, 20-something years later, they're a doctor. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? So what? how much, how, how much more efficient, how much uh, more money can we, uh, how much more, how much less money can be not used? How much, much time and energy that we can re- get back? How much, uh, stress we can remove depression, anxiety. We can remove from all of these struggles late in our teenage years, in our twenties, when it comes to what we want out of life, if we start planting the seeds early enough and, and, and road mapping how we get there and how we maintain and manage it, how, how far much farther we could be. You feel what I'm saying? And so with the good, you know, when I was doing my Goodfellas project with my men, you know, I had them write out two year, five year, seven year, 10 year goals. You know, some might say that might be excessive, right? Two, five, seven, ten. I'm like, mm, you know, short term, midterm, long term. You know, it gives you kind of a roadmap. Again, it's a roadmap. It's specific. Something for you to work on and 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 grind on and hone in and focus on. And if you do decide to go somewhere else, you can take that same template, same mentality, and put it towards something else. But now you have a template to buy, to go by to guide yourself so you can achieve your goal. When I talk to my guys and I tell them to do that, I also tell them to put some to put some numbers, put some attainable numbers to these actual goal setting. You want to buy a house? Okay, how much you want? What type of house do you want? What type of house do you want? Where do you want to live at with your house? How much money are you stacking up right now? What's the what's the what's the going rate for how much money to stack up? I said it in my last podcast about housing. I tell folks right now. I think the the most money you probably stack up is probably ten to fifteen, ten to fifteen thousand. Net covering the upfront fees that you gotta pay, and also the down payments and, um, you know, the closing costs, stuff like that. You know, do you have ten fifteen right now? Okay, well let's develop a plan to get to ten fifteen. You feel what I'm saying? Um, how much mortgage do you think you can afford? Have you paid utilities before? Have you ever rented it before? What does that look like in your budget? Now plug in a mortgage amount and see if you can handle that budget. You know, uh, do you want land? Do you not want land? Do you want a four, one story house or two story house? Do you want a townhouse? Do you want a rambler? Like w- these are questions you have to ask yourself. You feel what I'm saying? You want to own a business. What type of business? You know, are you going to have employees? Are you going to pay employees? You know, who's your market? Who's your competitors? What is it part time? Is it full time? Are you you know are you doing it on the side? What do you know? It, these are questions that you have to ask yourself. That you have to ask your friends, your family members. You have to ask one another. Be specific. We talk about in the field smart goals, in which you know they talk about like sensitive, time sensitive, measurable, accurate type goals or whatever. That's the same thing for us in life. This is what I want. I want to go to college. What you want to go to college for? I want to be in business administration. I go to business administration. I want to own a business. Come to find out I did the track. I did. It wasn't as what I thought it was. I was failing out of business classes. I went to psychology. I went to psychology. And, you know, I love psychology. Realized I could not, you know, 
do anything with a bachelor in psychology. Went ahead and got social work. Do I want to do social work or do I want to do counseling psychology? Do I want to do clinical psychology? Went to social work school because I felt social work was more open. Even when social work, I had a I had a role. I wanted to do macro social work, not micro. And I am doing some some form of macro social work to this day, um, but more so mezzo. You know, and still doing micro social work. You feel what I'm saying? What was my goal coming out of college in, in, in school? Well, I said I wanted to be a social worker um, and I wanted to, you know, finally, you know, do macro work. I ended up having to do it myself. And then the goal switched. I added new goals. Oh, I want to be licensed. Oh, how am I going to get licensed? Well, you're going to have to go do this, that, and the third to get to be licensed. How do I pass this licensure exam? I told you guys how I passed it last time. I set out those specific goals, those things to work on to get to that level. Now, I'll be completely honest with you, you guys. You know, in my 20s, I, I didn't, in my 20s, I always knew I'd be in this place, right? But in, but I couldn't see into my 30s, right? I didn't know what 30 had in store. I knew in my late 20s and my 20s that I'll be doing the things that I've done. My 30s, I wasn't sure. And, and, and that's okay too. But even in my 30s, I still had, you know, two, five, seven year old, seven year plans. And so now once I've gotten in my 30s, I have created plans for myself. So I said, you know, by this, this, by this year in 30, you know, age 32, by age 33, you know, I'm going to have this. By 35, I'm going to have this. By 40, I'm going to have this. These are things that I started working on as I go. And so, it's okay if you can't create those those long distance goals. That's what I'm trying to say. You can't create the 10 year goals. You can't see past 10 years or five years. That's okay. But what you can do, what you can do is create those type of specific goals for, you know, what's what's what what do you want to see for the next three months? What do you want to see for the next six months, eight months, ten months, the next year, the next two years, the next three years? You can make time sensitive goals in smaller increments if you need to because here's the, this here's how the goal setting works just like with any success in life you the small goals lead up to the big goal see a lot of folks get caught up in the big goal i want to be a millionaire i want to have this you know what i'm saying big house big cars da, 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 da. but can't tell me any type of specifics the small goals are the specifics and that's going to lead to the larger goal so the specifics of me obtaining my master's, right, is working to get the bachelor's and uh, last the last final year, 19 credit hours to graduate on time, working, commuting 30, 35 hours a week, you know, and then in grad school, the small goals, getting through to my first semester, passing these classes and maintaining 3.0, you feel what I'm saying, writing these papers, 16 hours of credit, you know, internship. 15 credit hours for classes. These are the small goals that I have to change that have timestamps to them, that have a number attached to them. They also have a dollar amount attached to them that lead up to the bigger goal, which is the master's degree. And then it goes further. Okay. I want a license. Okay. Well, in order to get a license, you have to be two years, uh, post post grad, with 2,000 face-to-face hours, 100 hours of supervision, then you have to register for the exam, 
you have to be qualified to register for the exam. They have to approve you, right? And then you take the exam. You pay the money to take the exam, which is 170 questions, by the way, if you didn't know. But I already told y'all. And 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 that's it. Is it? And so the goal is the licensure, right? How do so? As I, as I told my guys, how do you get there? Right? Is you set the goal? How do I get to this goal? What's my goal? How do I get there? How do I manage it? How I maintain it? So the goal is to get the license, right? I told you steps how to get the license. So how do I maintain? So how I manage it, right? And then how do I maintain it? Well, I maintain it by paying a yearly fee and going to get my CEUs and keeping up to date and renew it every single year. That's how I maintain it. How do I maintain my maintain my house? Well, I pay a mortgage on every 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 month. I fix things in the house that needs to be fixed. If I can't, if it's too expensive, I have homeowners insurance or home warranty that can go back and fix it and replace it and make things new. That's how I maintain it. How do I maintain, you know, let's just say for the for for a car, right? You need a car, you buy a car, you, you need a car, you, you set out your budget. I need a car. I'm willing to pay five thousand dollars. That's it. That's all I got. Okay. You find a car for $5,000 or under. You pay for that car and $5,000. You got it. That's the goal. How do you manage it? You keep up, keep it up, keep. You put the maintenance on it. You, you take care of it. You drive it. You place the tires, do the oil change. You know what I'm saying? Spark plugs, do the overall maintenance on it. How do I manage this goal? You keep doing those things over time and you get your return on investment. That's how you manage the goal because you get a return on investment on the goal. So, you know, what type of, but in the specifics of that though, right? The small specifics, the overall, so the overall approach to that, right, is I want a car. I need a car. That's the overall goal. How do I get it? Well, you got to have some money to get to it. What's your budget? Five. Okay. What maybe not five? I want a new car. Well, my budget is twenty twenty five. I can't. Afford, how much? You know, how much can you afford a month? No more than three four three fifty or four hundred. Okay, your budget is under twenty five thousand dollars. What type of car do you need? Oh, I need a. What type of car are you looking for? You looking for an SUV? You looking for a coupe? You looking for a sedan? You looking for a crossover? You looking for a hybrid? What car are you looking for? You know, and then you 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 go through that that process. You knock it down to that car, right? And then you say, okay, so you go to you go to the dealership. And you know they do the whole hassle negotiation with you. So you said three fifty, they come back four hundred. You say three fifty, they come back three ninety two. You say three fifty, they come back three seventy six. You say three fifty, they come back three sixty. And tell you sign on the line and we got a done deal, <laughs> right? But whatever, you go ahead. You say three fifty five, boom, three fifty five out the door. You got a new truck. What's going to happen? Is people are going to say, "Oh snap, you got money! You you got a new vehicle!" Da, 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 da. You know what I'm saying? You balling on it. You got this, that, and the third. Not understanding the specific goals and the process that took you to get to that point to have this new goal, this new vehicle. I say all that to say, how specific? If we were in our life goals. How much stress, how much less stress we would be? How much 
less struggle we would have if we took the time to make specific goals to achieve instead of making generic goals and thoughts and just trying this, that, and the third, or maybe putting forth the effort here, maybe putting forth the effort here. No, if it's specific, you know what you got to do to attain it. You know what you got to do to maintain it and manage it. You will be on this straight and narrow path to focus and focus on this specific goal in a certain type of way. Not a trial and error, not a all over the place, but a specific path to achieve your goal. That's it. But we don't instill that in ourselves enough. We don't take the time to sit down and look into that enough. We want it now. With microwave society, we want it now and we want the quickest way to get it now. You have to make specific and strategic goals to obtain to obtain what you really want to obtain. Because also, too, the goal is too generic. You might end up in a place where you don't feel you feel like. You still feel like you're second place, you still feel like. This ain't the whole goal that you really wanted to achieve. Like, nah, there's more to that. There's still more that I want to do. You don't feel satisfied. That's when it's too broad. It's too generic. You won't feel satisfied. You want more. But when you start making specific strategic goals that's going to make you happy and satisfied, that's how you reduce the stress and struggle <laughs> and the, 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 the unnecessary off the, off the path, off the, the, the long way ahead. You, you eliminate that because you're strategic and specific and you have a straight and narrow path to the goal that you need to achieve and that's when god can be like oh okay you're getting it you got it here you go bow boom and that's what happens man so i say all that to say man just this create specific goals and map them out and write them out fold them up once you finish put them in the um put them somewhere safe and then come back to them once you achieve those goals you got to make them specific strategic realistic and you know sometimes scary the more scarier the goal the bigger the blessing you see what i'm saying and um it's going to change a lot of things for you because you're going to lock in you're going to lock in on that specific and it's not going to be as hard to figure out what you want to do in life where you want to go in life you have a specific assignment a place you need to go place you need to get to and, and you have ways to get there and that's what's going to happen if it's mapped out appropriately for what you need to do again thank y'all i'll holla at y'all y'all be good this week and that's it <laughs>